Dale, uh, ever since I started this podcast, a lot of people ask me for advice. I don't know if that's a good idea or not, but a lot of people ask me for advice. Sure. A lot of times it's fantasy football advice, but a lot of times that spills over into betting advice. And they ask me, the, I think the number one betting question I get is what team to bet on this week? And the truth is, I don't always know who's going to win this week, but uh, if you think you know, then the website that you need to check out is my bookie. Who you're betting on, I think, is just as important as who you're betting with. You want to make sure that you're betting with somebody that you can trust. And for me, those guys are my bookie. Trust me, those are your best bet for this season. They've been in business for years. Check out their reviews before you go see them. Their mobile site's easy to use. Yeah. So, Dale, tell them how they can get set up with my bookie. We, when we're talking about you know our different partners and sponsors, we really only recommend people that we uh, believe in and that we like, and that's why we like my bookie so much because you win and they pay. You're not dealing with these other sites that you're not sure if they're going to pay or not, or you know a check may come through a month from now. Uh, these guys are legit. Right. Like you said, they've been doing it for years. They have in-game live betting, uh, which is really cool, and you can also do like over under on like fantasy points of players so there's a lot of different stuff you can do um for you guys all you got to do is just go to the website uh and we'll post this on our site eatsleepfantasy.com so make sure you go there and click the link once you're at my bookie use a promo code sleep s-l-e-e-p and uh they will match your deposit dollar for dollar which is pretty cool and they're doing it for our podcast so um don't forget my bookie that's m-y-b-o-o-k-i-e and use promo code SLEEP when creating your uh, when you're creating your account to claim that bonus. Don't forget, yep. guys, when you play, you win, and you get paid. Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy, you rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow. The conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat, nation, we doing what we like. Tune in every week, guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy, football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be joining us on Eat Sleep Fantasy. Yeah, Eat Sleep Fantasy. Eat Sleep Fantasy. All right, All well, right. what the fuck? Sorry, guys, it's been a while since I've been on the podcast. <laughs> Uh, it's Armando, by the way. I'm here with uh, Christian Brito for once. I already don't like this. Why not? We have a format. All right, Dale. And Dale's with me as well. It's our first recorded podcast together in I, a year. I, I think maybe we should say uh, that we're Eat Sleep Fantasy. Maybe? Oh, hey, we're Eat Sleep Fantasy. You can find me at Thunder Crespo. Find the rest of the guys at Eat Sleep FF. This is horrible. live show of fantasy football. This is live. Uh, it's supposed to be like our biggest episode right now. And Armando's coming in just... Ruining, Gun, guns with blazing. A horrible intro. <laughs> Anyways, uh, if you guys haven't heard us before, I apologize. The audio quality might not be great. We are recording live at Top Golf in Las Vegas at the Draft Party USA Draft Event. But uh, hang in with us. I think we got some good stuff coming up for you on this short episode. Talking flag plant guys. We're talking about our wide receivers, quarterbacks, and running backs. Right. Uh, Christian, for those of them, those people that have not heard us before, what, what should they expect? Well, I mean. What a better place than Vegas to uh, describe exactly what we are in terms of fantasy football. Here at Eat Sleep FF, I'm constantly saying that our whole mission, our whole goal is to do fantasy football 
the right way, and by the right way, I mean having fun with it. A lot of people, obviously, you want to win your leagues, you want to make money, you want to have bragging rights, but ultimately, at the end of the day, fantasy football should be fun, and that's the whole goal of what we try to do with this podcast, whether it be, you know, me making fun of Dale constantly because it's the truth that he's a terrible human being, yeah. or like... His monotone you know, voice. What? Monotone voice. <laughs> his monotone voice. I thought you were saying something about his mom. Yeah, I did too. I wouldn't talk about his mom on air. Oh, okay, I would. Debbie, she's listening right now. Yeah, um, she's listening. I cannot wait to see Debbie tomorrow. I'm Is actually, she coming tomorrow? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> she's, she's visiting, but she's also coming. Oh, <laughs> shit. So, uh, shout, out, <laughs> shout out to Mr. DeMott for pulling such a fine piece. She is. Will you stop? Um, anyways, we're going to go ahead and get into our... <laughs> I'm getting flagged down like I need to stop talking about Debbie. Um, we're going to get into our planting our flag episode here. So, I'm going to start right off the bat. I think this is interesting, Dale. Your number one quarterback on your board, Deshaun Watson. Wait, on his board? The number one quarterback. Number one quarterback. Number one quarterback that Dale has on his board, Deshaun Watson. Tell me why you feel that way, Dale, because I like him, but there's just other guys that I would rather have. Um, I'm not sure if that touchdown rate is sustainable. We saw him get hurt last year. Why do you love Deshaun Watson? Why is he the guy that you're planting your flag on this season? Look, Deshaun Watson played six full games as a rookie last year. I don't think it was I, – I think, however the saying goes, lightning in a bottle or whatever, I think that, that it's who he is. He played six full games and still ended up in a, as a top 30 quarterback. He's being compared to Michael Jordandale. You have to understand, like – that hype is like he's not going to live up to that hype right now. Like, Look, it's not possible. There was a lot of hype coming out of college with it going playing very well in the national championship game. People were wondering how that would translate. He played exceptional from day one in the NFL until he got hurt. He he's had a long long time to recover from the injury, and uh, I mean I just really like Deshaun Watson. Almost seventeen hundred yards and six full games. That's very impressive. Okay, so. <clears throat> Deshaun Watson touchdown percentage last year, an absurd 9.3% of the time he threw a pass, it was for a touchdown. Right. The next highest in the league, the next highest in the league, 6.7 with Carson Wentz. Do you really feel like that's sustainable, or do you just think there's just going to be so much production year long that maybe we don't have to have that you know outrageous touchdown percentage? Look, I don't know if the touchdown percent. I mean, yes, it was unbelievable. And, I mean, can that be repeated? I doubt it. I doubt he's going to have two weeks where he throws nine total touchdowns. I don't think that's going to happen. But, um, I mean, there's nothing stopping him from two or three touchdowns a game with guys like DeAndre Hopkins, who we have a consensus number one wide receiver as, as a podcast, and then, you know, Will Fuller, who has speed and can get downfield as well. So, um, and Cootie. And Cootie. Yeah. Okay. So I'm about it. Like, I'm okay with this. It's not something I'm going to rag you on. But if I'm going it's, into a draft, I would much rather have Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, just based on track record. Because I think in fantasy football, opportunity is king. But just right after that is track record. Yeah. Track record of production. And I'm not sure you can say six-game sample size. This is really who this guy is. I like him, but not that much. But... This is Dale's Look, guy. No, and, and I get it. I mean, uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Russell Wilson, even even somebody like Cam Newton. Uh, 
I can't argue against it. And maybe this is, you know, I'm just trying here to just find somebody else to be the king of the hill. But, I mean, especially if Deshaun Watson is going, say, in your, uh, I don't know, sixth round, you got to get him. If yeah, he's the only thing I'm going against is just risk reward. You're sure. drafting for risk reward. I mean, obviously he's coming off a big injury, but the reward is he's gonna he has a potential to be number one running back quarterback in the league. Yeah. So I get the the pick. I don't think he should be drafted as a number one quarterback taken. But if you're getting him, like you said, in the sixth round as a fourth quarterback, I think that's fine. It's a great great value. But I definitely think if you're drafting Deshaun Watson, you should also consider taking a backup just in case he doesn't show up. I just, I know he's looked okay, know. but sure. I get it. I get it. Maybe he's a big injury he's coming off of, and yeah. people like. Robert Griffin did not come back from that injury. His rookie, like, right. it just doesn't happen sometimes. I get it, yeah. So risk-reward is all I'm saying. Um, I'm going to segue to my guy. Is There's no risk in taking Tyrod Taylor. None. He is going as, like, the number 17th, 18th quarterback, even lower. Yeah. There's no risk with him, but the upside is through the roof. Yeah. Last year he finished 17 with no weapons. This year he has Jarvis Landry, Josh Gordon, Carlos Hyde, He's a prime candidate to finish in the top 12, and you're getting him for free. Yeah. His average ADP uh, amongst quarterbacks right now, um, varying by website, but anywhere between 22 and 25 amongst quarterbacks, and average ADP in terms of overall, 216th. So basically, yeah. There's no risk. he's undrafted. He's he's on people's waiver wires. You can get him with your very last pick. Yep. I'm all about this, uh, Armando. I, I agree. This is... This is uh, if you're going to wait on quarterback and you're if you're going to take two guys or you're just going to play the waiver wire week to week. You're talking about a guy who is going to have a three to one touchdown to interception ratio. He's going to be accurate. He's got weapons, which I think is the first time in his career that he's actually had a bunch of guys to throw to uh, in Jarvis Landry and Joku, the running backs. Like he has got, he can do whatever he wants with the ball. He doesn't have to be special because. He's actually got no. weapons in Cleveland, which is crazy. Uh, I mean, the, the thing is, too, and I – look, for the record, I want to say a couple of things here. For the record, two years ago, or I think one of our top first five episodes, I called him Tyrod the Toolman Taylor. <laughs> <This motherfucker. laughs> that was two years ago. You may have heard it on other podcasts, maybe somewhere else on Twitter. Yeah. Um, We're not going to say our names. actually came up with that, which is crazy. Three years ago. It was ago. original for once. That was <laughs> th- our first season, season one. So, season three. Right I don't know. Now. I'm sure everybody listens to different podcasts. If you heard Tyrod the Toolman Taylor, just know uh, that it was all me. But And uh, so go, going back to what wait, you were saying. Okay, go ahead. I, His I, name's Tyrod now, by the way. No. We talked talk about this. Tyrod the Toolman. He's, misunder- he's mispronouncing his name. Uh, what, what I was going to say is Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod was a product of the Buffalo Bills offense. It wasn't it wasn't Taylor himself. He was a All product. Right, motherfucker. That that offense didn't want to throw the ball. Okay. Go it ahead. Didn't. I'm listening. Though. When we're in Cleveland, they're going to want to throw it and he's going to need a game manage. I can almost promise you that he will be better. He will be a better passer. Uh, he doesn't make mistakes, which leads to sacks and scrambling a little bit too much maybe, but he doesn't make very many mistakes. I think his touchdown his touchdowns are going to go way up. Yeah, in a two quarterback league, he is a very viable quarterback to take. And if you're, it's a four pass, four touchdown pass league. I think he's even more crucial to take because he's going to be rushing the ball and he's going to he's going to get touchdowns running the ball as well. So I think he's definitely going to be a steal in drafts for sure. My person that I'm going to plant my flag on at the quarterback position, I'm super excited about because we're talking about a guy whose ADP is in the ninth round, and he's finished as a top five quarterback each of the last two years. 
He's moving over to an offense where his weapons are better than they've ever been by far, and that's Kirk Cousins. You're talking about a guy who's going to be throwing to Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, Kyle Rudolph. That is a fucking potent offense. Yeah. And Kirk Cousins is I, – I don't see how he's not better than last year. Right now, his ADP is the eighth quarterback off the board. And I personally have him number three, right behind the big two that everybody loves. I love me some Kirk Cousins. I have gotten him in almost every single draft. So if I'm wrong about this, I'm probably going to have a shitty fantasy season. But uh, I, I don't see a way that this could it, – it's too good to fail. Arguably right now, he's surrounded by the best weapons he's ever had. Like Dalvin Cook, Latavius Murray, those just his running backs, Kyle Rudolph, Diggs, and Thielen. Not to mention Treadwell, who I'm all in on. Um, yeah, there's no way Kirk Cousins is going to be a complete bust as eighth quarterback going off. Again, if you're taking someone like Kirk Cousins that a little later, I think it is optional to take another one. Optional. But Kirk Cousins has a lot of upside with very little risk as a ninth quarterback's taken. Yep. Yeah. All right. That's base. I mean, I just don't see the risk. And I would rather have him over a lot of the guys that are going in front of him. I'd rather have him over Big Ben. I'd rather have him over Tom Brady. Uh, I'm sorry. I'd rather have him over Deshaun Watson. Um, I get it. I get it. Uh, and I, do. I can get him rounds later. Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree. I mean, last year, Kirk Cousins, over 4,000 passing yards, 27 touchdowns, and 13 interceptions. My, yeah, all those my, numbers are going to go up. Look, yeah, I'll just throw this out there. My only worry is that this is a run-first offense, and he's I just not going to have the opportunity. Fellas. Yeah. yeah. I want to take a second to talk about a real problem, problem that I'm dealing with at least and that's uh, hair thinning or a little bit of hair loss. Yeah, I mean, 66% of men lose their hair by the age of 35, Brito. Uh, I think, I, you know, it's, for me it's probably stress or whatever, but the truth of the matter is that it's getting a little thin up there. And so, you know, as a guy, I want to look good. I always want to outshine Dale. I'm never going to get to Armando's level. No. But nope. you got you to gotta look good for, for – uh, your girl or you know for the ladies out there and i think the solution we found it in four hymns all right four hymns is a one-stop shop not just for your you know your hairline or your bald spot but they also have other things that can help you as a man things you know like skincare or sexual wellness which dale struggles with no you're not gonna say anything about that (laughs) i'm sorry um anyways so Honestly, I know it's sometimes a difficult topic to talk about or something that not all guys want to pay attention to, right? Whether they're, they're losing their hair or they got problems with their skin or problems in the bedroom. But check out for hymns They really can help you out in, in a very easy, comfortable way that is just going to make you feel better about yourself. Yeah. All right, you guys, all you guys listening can go to forhymns.com slash ESF. You get a free trial month of hymns for only $5. Uh, so I would definitely go there while supplies last. Again, the website is forhims.com slash ESF. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash ESF. These are prescription solutions, right? But you're not waiting in a waiting room. You're not awkwardly visiting your doctor. It's easy. It's right to your door. Again, check out forhims, F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com forward slash ESF. 
All right, so now we're going to talk about wide receivers, and I think the guy I'm planting my flag on is Robbie Anderson. Like I said earlier. Wait, who? Robbie Anderson. <laughs> what did I say? Robbie? What? <laughs> I don't know. Ratty? I, your caffeine level has gone up like 10 times over the last know, hour. I'm a little pumped. And now you're, like, you're, mumbl- you're mumbling a lot. All right. Robbie Anderson of the New York Jets. Risk-reward. He's going as a 35th wide receiver. No, he's going lower than that. He's going like the 40th wide receiver. He's the number one on that offense, the only true effective player they have. If someone's going to perform on that team, it's going to be Robbie Anderson, and you can get him as a wide receiver three with the upside to be a top 15 guy. You can get him really late. Um, And who else are they going to throw the ball to? Um, it's It's a decent option there, Armando. I can see it potentially working out again like it did last year. Uh, so He finished top 13 last year, and he went undrafted. This year, you can get him as a wide receiver three with the upside of finishing in the top 15 again. Like, that's right. a steal. I, I don't think that he's going to be the top 15 again, but I do think the the value is there for Robbie Anderson for sure. Yeah. You're getting him as wide receiver three, I think, with wide receiver two upside. I, I would say that. Definitely. Um, yeah, no, I, I think that's a yeah, good I'm pick. I'm getting him as my wide receiver four as a flex player without yeah, right a now, problem. Right now, his average draft position is wide receiver number 41, so right in the middle of wide receiver fours. So you're talking about you're typically your third bench player, and he could very well start for your team most of the season. Yep. yep. I, last year he was almost a 1,000-yard receiver on the New York Jets offense. Like somebody call, almost caught 1,000 yep. yards on that offense. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. Of course, he's a big play guy too, so they came big chunks at a time. And it's an improved offense this year with the new court with a young quarterback Isaiah Crowell's an upgrade from Matt Forte. Yeah, the little Powell's there. It, it, he's gonna get the targets and he's gonna get the opportunity. Yep. All right. Um, so. who's, who's your guy, Brito? Uh, uh, you know, your, wide, your your flag plant. Yeah. So my my flag plant. I think at the wide receiver position, I've gone a little interesting here. I think you guys are both gonna go the other way on this one, but I love me some Brandon Cooks, a top ten wide receiver. Each of the past three years, I understand Tom Brady and Drew Brees were throwing him the ball, but the Patriots offense for the last five years definitely doesn't throw the deep ball like they used to. I, I actually trust Jared Goff to get him the ball deep more so than, than than Tom Brady at this point in their careers, just in the way the scheme works. Sure. Now, they brought in Sammy Watkins last year, and the thing is, Sammy Watkins is no Brandon Cooks. Sammy Watkins only got 70 targets. I think Brandon Cooks easily 110 to 120 targets. I know that's a lot in this offense that already has Cooper Cup. But trust me on this, guys. He will outperform his draft stock right now. He's done it. Top 10 wide receiver three straight years. And right now he's going into wide receiver 20. Uh, in some leagues, I've seen him as late as wide receiver 24. I love me some Brandon Cooks. He is a lock to exceed his his draft stock. Okay, look, I, I understand what you're saying. He's a, going as a 20th wide receiver, but the problem with him is you're going to get a week where he goes 25 points and a week he's going to go with 2.5. Yeah. Okay, okay. he's going to lose you weeks and he's going to win you weeks. That's fine. The, the, wait, wait, the purpose of fantasy football is to reduce risk. Drafting Brandon Cooks increases your risk every week. The reason Armando is saying this is because he has animosity towards Brandon Cooks as he played him. Uh, Dale, uh, Armando played uh, 
Brandon Cooks in his championship game. As a flex player, low risk, just saying. I didn't yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, I like pairing Brandon Cooks with a safe guy. Like you mentioned off the podcast, you yes. like Larry Fitzgerald. Yes, Larry Fitzgerald. More, right? Targets, and you know, you know what it is. Those guys are going very similar range. Larry Fitzgerald's going uh, uh, about a round earlier right now. But I would love to pair those two guys together. Absolutely. And then you have the, I know I'm going to get consistent production with the, I know I'm going to get some huge weeks of Brandon Cooks. Your but, goal, wait, sorry, last thing, Dale. The, your goal when you're drafting a fantasy football team is to look for guys that are going to get you eight points. That is going to add up to no. 92, and averagely you're going to win more weeks than you lose. You're going to make the playoffs. That's just, your goal is to make the playoffs. Just because a player is boom bust does not mean he will lose you a week. He this definitely is, can lose you a week. He can lose you a week. Doesn't mean he will. He doesn't. It's definitely not going to lose you your season because you have boom bust players. He lost me your, my season, Brito. So go your fuck job, yourself. Your your job is to construct the best possible roster, and I'd much rather have a guy that I know has a huge ceiling he, and has shown it to me. He's going to finish top five as many times as he's going to finish top. 50, like below 50. Sorry, I said that wrong. Oh, no. Well, I mean, all this, it's good, and the only reason that steered me away from Brandon Cooks, where you're valuing Burrito compared to me, I, I think he's valued pretty pretty evenly right now. But I'm really worried about um, I'm really worried about Cooper Cup being more involved. And this offense does run through Todd Gurley, don't forget. Okay, but Todd Gurley, 100%, there has to be touchdown regression for Todd Gurley. There's sure. absolutely no way that every fucking time they get inside the red zone, <laughs> it's going to Todd Gurley every single right. time. I understand he's a beast. He's a top two pick. I love Todd Gurley. But some of those touchdowns are definitely going to Brandon Cooks. They paid for him. They love him there, and he will do well. Don't forget, they drafted Cooper Cup. I mean, last year, Cooper Cup almost had 100 targets on 62. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, on 62 receptions. Almost a 1,000-yard receiver last year as a rookie. That's that's pretty stout for they're, a rookie wide yeah, receiver, I agree with and Dale. he's, he's going to be more more involved. They're not looking to throw the ball. They have Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Brandon Cooks. They are going to look to run the ball. Cooks has no chance of having a big season this year. All right. I want to say one thing. Go ahead. We're listening. You know where Brandon Cooks finished in terms of consistency in terms of wide receivers last year? Sure. Where? Fifteen. I think that's pretty decent for a guy that. Most people identify with boom busts at the wide receiver position. He was more consistent than guys like Adam Thielen, Marvin Jones, Alshon Jeffrey, Robbie Anderson. Obviously, you're getting him rounds ahead, but I'm getting him rounds later than Adam Thielen. He was more consistent, and I think he has a better upside than he does. Okay. That's your flag. Plant it. Yeah, plant your flag. That's pretty good, right? You feeling that? Did it's I okay. change your mind a little bit? All right, Dale. No. He kind of bashed your guy, Adam Thielen. That's Dale's flag player. Yeah, I like Adam Thielen, but as but he's going rounds ahead of Brandon Cooks. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Dale. I don't mean to. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, Adam Thielen. I mean, I guess the main point I want to drive home here is that he should be ranked ahead of Diggs in every single fantasy football rankings. Adam Thielen is just. Uh, He's consistent. He's going to catch the ball. He's going to find ways to get open. And just the separation that he has in this offense against, you know, against uh, the defenses that they play are is unbelievable. And uh, Kirk Cousins is going to, going to capitalize on that. That was weak, Dale. 
I was weak. <laughs> so pretty much zone draft Adam Thielen before digs. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> Dale, I just came with some strong sauce and Brandon Cooks, and I think Dale like it's like you brought, saw the yeah. saw the confidence and then like shrunk in the moment. Yeah, yeah. he's like the ranch sauce, and you're like the hot sauce. Yeah, like I could be totally wrong. But I said it with my chest. <laughs> Dale was like, uh, I kind of feel like this. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I, well, I kind of came in a little unconfident. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably right. Look, Adam Thielen, almost 1,300 yards last season. And he gets an upgrade in quarterback. He gets a running back uh, back in this offense where they're going to focus more on. I think it's going to be good for, for the entire offense. This is going to sound nuts. I think you're talking about an offense that finishes the year with – a top 12 running back, a top 5 quarterback, a top 12 tight end, and two top 24 wide receivers. Possibly. Oh, but side note, we are at this uh, draft party, like we said. That's the noise you hear in the background. I'm looking at a draft board right in front of us. In the third round, Adam Thielen was taken in the first pick, and Stephon Diggs was taken with the second pick in the third round. That's, that's pretty interesting. That, one of them is going to regret that pick. One of the two. <laughs> Um, so let's move on to running backs. I'm just going to throw my guy out there. I actually have him as my number one player overall, uh, Melvin Gordon. Uh, I think we all know why. Opportunity, skill set, offensive line, offense. Wait, he has set? A, huh? Has he, has he even reached three yards per carry yet in his career? <laughs> Does it really matter? He's producing. What kind of skill if is that? If you give a guy 500 <laughs> carries like two and, and he yards. three yards every time, that motherfucker's going to get a shitload of points. That's 1,500 yards. Justin, Justin Rushing. He's okay? good at running two and a half yards at a time. I don't give a shit. <laughs> the guy produces fantasy points. He's consistent. He has all the opportunity yes. in the world. Yes. In PPR, he's a monster. Right. He's going to catch touchdowns. The offense runs through Melvin Gordon. And I think right now, I think he's the safest pick in almost all formats. The last time Mel, uh, Melvin Gordon caught a touchdown pass was week six last year, by the way. Yeah, but the problem is, here's the thing. You you cannot, we're at a point where you can't help hate Melvin Gordon because whatever he might be rushing touchdown dependent, but he's rushing touchdown consistent. That yeah, offense is built sure. in a way where I, if you look at the stats, if I had to bet money, who I think is going to come out of a week with a rushing touchdown, Melvin Gordon or a guy like Le'Veon Bell, I'm hammering Melvin Gordon on that bet. Le'Veon Bell might be a more talented running back in a better offense, in a better system, but Melvin Gordon's going to get touchdowns. At the end of the season, he will. He is, out of all the running backs, probably the best lock for double-digit touchdowns. I think Armando is a little crazy to have him so high, just based on yards per carry and some of the things, but in terms of safe, I feel like Melvin Gordon is a very safe, yeah, late round, late first round pick. I, I think uh, if on, on first and goal, the Chargers are a type of team that will give it to Melvin Gordon three times in a row on first and goal, yeah, and not uh, regret it. Right? Yeah. I just look at the guys ahead of him. You got Ezekiel Elliott with the regressive offensive line. You have David Johnson coming off a major injury. Le'Veon Bell, who hasn't played a preseason snap, and I just. Sure, maybe Todd Gurley, he should be ranked ahead of him. I, I, you can argue that. But the other guys have too many question marks. I'm going to stick with Melvin Gordon, safe. So fucking safe. Work, opportunity, and it's improved offensive line. Yeah, so. okay. All right. Who's cool. your guy? So I, uh, I'm i going to throw another curveball here, guys. And I'm going to give you Sonny Michelle. We saw a couple years ago when the Patriots offense actually featured a running back for the first time. LeGarrette Blunt had 18 touchdowns. Now, the Patriots are not going to do that again, but they spend a first-round pick on the second-best running back prospect out of college coming out of Georgia, 
Sonny Michelle is an amazing talent. Right now in this offseason, his draft stock has taken a little bit of a tumble because what? Uh, a one-week knee drain that he had. That He will be fine, ready for the beginning of the season. The Patriots offense, I understand, has been frustrating with the running back position. But I think they finally found a guy that they can trust to not only be a three-down back, but a consistent back for Look, them. Look, no, I, 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 this is why I disagree with you. Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick uses his players like chess pieces. He, he, he hasn't had a good running back because he hasn't needed a workhorse bell cow. He has little pieces that he puts in for every situation. He can use two, three, or four running backs a game because there's different situations. A short passing situation, a long passing situation, uh, pass protection, whatever it is. He has those guys in place. I'm he gonna, doesn't want a bell cow. Hold on. That, Let me, I'm going to give you a stat, and sure. hopefully this stat will change your guys' mind. Okay, this stat I, I heard from uh, Mike Taglier over at Fantasy Pros. Uh, I heard this stat from him. Over the last six years, a first round, a rookie running back drafted in the first round has finished as an RB1 in fantasy 80% of the time. Sure. 80% of the time. But, Bill, uh, the, the, wait, that's not how wait, the Patriots Sonny Michael, Rashad Penny. That's it. Barkley. Barkley. So it's an 80% chance all three of them are going to finish as an RB1. Well, over the last six years. Think about what's happened okay. to first round running backs over the last six years. Yeah. You're talking about Fortnite. guys like Todd Gurley. Say, uh, you're talking about Melvin guys Gordon. like Ezekiel Elliott. Okay, look, look, okay, so let's play this game. Melvin Gordon was 20%. You say 80%. All right, so this is really one out of those three people are going to bust. Yeah. So you're saying no, who? Not even. You're, you're saying 80%. So. Probably one of them. One of them. One of probably going to bust. If I had to pick one to bust, it will be Rashad Penny. But I also like Rashad Penny. I think I think he's going to be just fine. But uh, right now, at this point, uh, Armando, your your uh, expert league. Where did Sonny Michelle just go? Sixth round. No, he went in the eighth round. Oh fuck, in the eighth the round. Eighth round, bro. I am psyched as a motherfucker if I'm getting Sonny Michelle in the eighth round. Okay. <laughs> I can't. I mean, I'm hype right now. I, I, I don't disagree with We're you. We're here. I'm having fun, and I'm looking at it. And this is a guy let's, that I'm probably going to get in every single one of my leagues over the next couple weeks. Let's, and I love it. All right, let's take a quick. Well, not really a break. Uh, we have a question here from one of the drafters. I'd like to kind of answer this on air. Give, give him the mic. Hold on. What? What's your question? So, who do you guys see as the top back this year? Uh, coming out of Seattle, you think it'll be uh, Penny or Carson, or have you guys already discussed this? No, we kind of, we kind of touched on it a little we bit. Just, we okay. just actually touched on this a little bit, and that's interesting because him and I have varying opinions on this. The Seattle Seahawks didn't invest a first-round pick on a running back for no reason, right? I understand like that Chris Carson has done well. Chris Carson is not a slouch, so it's not going to be a split where uh, Rashad Penny's going to run away and get 80% of the carries, but at the end of the year, he will be far and away the better fantasy pick. I strongly disagree. I think Chris Carson, he's looked amazing this this uh, this preseason. He did nothing last season to lose the job. He's coming off major injury, but I now mean, he's 100% fine. I see no reason why he's not going to be Chris Carson. The guy gained 16 pounds in two in two months. He's injured. There's no reason he's going to give up that job. Hey, you can't just lose your job because you're fat. Oh, hey, wait. Yes, you can. Yeah, you can. Eddie Lacy? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. No, Chris Carson is a safe Seahawks pick. He's going, going around problem. the same time. He's a safer pick. If you're going to draft either one, Chris Carson's probably a safer way to go. At least right now. Trade bait as well. I'll, I'll be the tiebreaker. I'll be the tiebreaker. Go ahead. Thank you. Yeah. I'm going with 
reluctantly, I'm agreeing with Armando here. I'm, I'm going with Chris oh, wow. Carson. Yeah. Wow. It does, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. No, I, I do. I like what I've seen from Chris Carson this offseason, especially. And he's uh, look, Seattle's backfield is shitty. I mean, let's not spend too much time on this because I don't think they're going to. I don't think that backfield is going to produce a top twenty-four running back. What? I don't. I, I think he'll be. I think Chris Carson will be borderline RB two. Pause. I have him as a flex. Rashad Penny will be a top twenty-four running back. No, he won't. Yeah, we're making an eat bet on that. Shave bet. Uh, we already have a shave bet. What was the shave bet again? Something. Oh, it was uh, hair. Uh, shave hair. your dick balls. It was uh, shave your dick balls. <laughs> <laughs> what? I do that anyways. Shave your dick balls. balls. What the fuck <laughs> is that? <laughs> what dick and balls. You do that. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Okay, so you're shaving your dick balls on yeah. air. On air. On air. I want to hear the buzzer. Yeah. <laughs> ah, nicked it. <laughs> All right. All right. That was a weird bet. That was strange. I don't know why we just did that. I don't know either. Dale's gonna shave his eyebrow. One eyebrow. Uh, we okay. have, I think we have one more running back to cover. And Brito is gonna shave off just his mustache. Uh, just no. Just and just his beard. Half my beard. Half your beard. Half your beard. Uh, Who's our last running back, Dale? The last running back is Alex Collins. Ooh. <laughs> That's a, love it. Love it. But tell us why. Look, why, Dale? Why? <laughs> Alex Collins. Please don't bring weak sauce like you did last time. Because I'm going to be fucking upset if I you like do. Alex Collins. His name is pretty pretty cool. And uh, I think he's yeah, going to. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, thanks, Dale. He looks really good in purple. And uh, I like the Ravens. They're dangerous <laughs> in the air. Those are really smart birds. <laughs> and uh, <sighs> So Alex Collins, what's his, uh, what's his current ADP right now? Right now he 16? is RB18 off the board. Uh, he's going right behind guys like Joe Mixon and Jarek McKinnon, and just in front of Derrick Henry and Kenyon Drake. I mean, out of out of those guys, last year, Alex Collins uh, rushed for over four and a half yards per carry. And we've talked about him a couple times, and I've kind of relayed these stats before, but over four and a half yards per carry on an offense that really struggles to move the ball is pretty impressive. Um, nobody's there. There's Buck Allen and Kenneth Dixon there. Neither of them are going to be worth anything. Even when even when Buck Allen was healthy, uh, they didn't use him very much. Alex Collins still hit, ran okay, off okay, the job. Okay. If you're talking about PPR, it's a little different. Javoris Allen was very good last year in PPR. He was uh, he was RB two three last year. There, there were games that he was RB two three. Yes, not not overall though. There there were games where he played so that he Jay was, Allen was really good last year as a, as a, at a PPR league. So here's here's my stance on Alex Collins. He's a steal. When it comes to fantasy football, opportunity is king. Yeah. And I, I've said that already this episode. I've said it plenty of times uh, throughout this whole offseason. And like Dale just mentioned, who do you have to compete with Alex Collins? Kenneth Dixon's not taking away carries from Alex Collins. Alex Collins showed enough in the games that he started last year to have a firm grasp on that starting job. And he's going he's gonna to be a guy, 250 carries, is the is the is the threshold that I think is a, a safe bet for Alex Collins this year. I 100% agree with Dale. Like the guys you mentioned that are going before Alex Collins, I think it's ridiculous. He's much safer than Kenyon Drake. He's gonna get more work than Kenyon Drake. He's get Jared McKinnon's a complete unknown as far as being a, a workhorse back. He's going behind that guy as well. Well, he's going behind him like three other guys. Uh, yeah, Buck Allen and uh, yeah, he should be going way ahead of those guys. Not Buck, Buck Allen. Allen's his competition. Yeah, sorry, that's what I meant. Either way, either way. like drunk. I don't know what's I going don't on. Know. Well, Alex Collins is a good, safe RB2 with upside to be an RB1. His yards per carry are sensational. I just hope he can, if he can produce in the passing game, 
then for me, he's easily a top eight guy. But that's the thing holding him back for me. He's top a poor eight. man's Melvin Gordon. I like this. Not even that poor. He's like, he's just like the cot, like like the middle class suburban. He's just like the, you know, the Burger King to Melvin Gordon's McDonald's. I would in a non PPR league, I'd rather have Alex Collins and Alvin Kamara. Is okay, that, yeah, that's strong. That's strong, but I, I, uh, non PPR. The fuck out of here. Non PPR. I'm gonna be upset. Y'all need to stop. By the way, our e bet from last time was Kareem Hunt versus Jordan Howard. I just remember that. I'm still yeah. upset with oh, you. Oh, who that. made that bet? I took Kareem Hunt. You took Howard? Yes. That's bold, guys. He's crazy, right? And so you guys are crazy with the Kareem Hunt. Get it, I mean, with uh, Kamara. Get out of here with Look, that. Look, I'll say it again. Kareem Hunt, half the fantasy season. Oh, boy. He didn't show up. Half. That's, okay. I, I don't want Kareem. I want, I want no part of Kareem Hunt. He's a danger to society. Yeah. Wow. I shouldn't say that. Danger. He's a danger. Danger. I well, got his autograph, though. He's a small dude. I can take him. Guys, I hope you had uh, some fun joining us for our flag planning episode here in Vegas. Again, uh, we, we love that we were able to share some of this Vegas experience with you guys, and we're having a blast out here, and hopefully you guys are having a blast for your drafts. And uh, good luck to all of you. And I'm going to let Dale close the show because I'm terrible at it. For Armando Crespo and Christian the Big Poodle Burrito. My name is Dale. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys later. Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. You rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming Eat Nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week. Guaranteed we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts. I know you plan to be joining us on Eat Sleep Fantasy. Yeah. Eat Sleep Fantasy. Uh-huh. Eat Sleep Fantasy.